What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Welcome to the Crew Neck Sweatshirt Club, Greg. Finally, there's another one of us in it. I've been in it a long time, man. Remember, Joey was like, since you're both wearing them now, do you want to make Kind of Funny Sweatshirts? And we said, yeah. And then they were tan. And she's like, we're never making another Crew Neck Sweatshirt again. And that was it. They just disappeared. Same skin color as me. And when I walked out, people thought it was shirtless, which gave me anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tell her to bring it back. You know what I mean. Well, also, where is Joey? She's been in LA for like 19 years. She just I popped in our. Her. She popped on our Discord today while I was playing Resident Evil. She mm-hmm. popped in because she, like most uh, human beings, when you hear the name Olivia Rodrigo pop up, you go, mm-hmm. "Oh, I need to talk about, talk this. about that." And yeah, so yeah. Joey popped Power. into the Discord to just yeah. sort of discuss with us the rise to fame and stardom. Huge. One day, nowhere. Next day, everywhere. Park everywhere. Uh, I texted Joey. We, Joey and I text all the time, first off. Uh, we're buddies, and we text about stuff that we wow. think each other would like. And so she wow. texted me the other day about this movie Plan B on Hulu. She said, I think you and D would like that. So we queued it up. We're going to watch it this weekend. Here's my problem with Plan B on Hulu is that it seems to have the exact same present, uh, premise as uh, Unpregnant. Oh. So, like, why, well, who's fucking ripping who off, and why did Unpregnant beat this to the market? Unpregnant? By, I mean, what is even months? Unpregnant? It's the... <laughs> Unpregnant is a girl gets pregnant, uh, and she is in a state that doesn't allow abortion. So her, she has to go oh, to her childhood goes, best friend yeah. and drive her across the uh, state lines. It was on this HBO one, Max this, right now. Yeah, this one I think is about. Well, first off, that sounds awesome. I should watch that. But second off, um, this one's about finding Plan B, which is not getting pregnant. Oh so totally wait, now I'm coming more. around. Then now, now so, you got me. Now you got me sold. Because anytime it's, we got. If you read, the, I think if you read the synopsis, then after I'm just a regrettable there. sexual encounter, a straight-laced student and her best friend have 24 hours to hunt down Plan B in, in South Dakota. Yeah. Meanwhile, unpregnant, by the way, is a pregnant teen and her former best friend embark on a life-changing road trip from Missouri to New Mexico. Mm, did you, you watch it just because of the Missouri ties? Is that one? I did yeah, actually. That was a big part of it. it. And then I liked the girl who is the pregnant girl in it. I knew her from something else that I enjoyed, and I enjoyed the movie. It's got a six-three on IMDb, which seems mm. super low, but a ninety on Rotten Tomatoes. So I meanwhile, I, plan B 6.5 on IMDb mm-hmm. and 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Joey said it gave her a massive, uh, a major like book smart vibes. Book smart, book smart, I saw and that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I loved book smart, so I'm I'm totally down for for that kind of a comedy. Here's what I want you to know, Nick. And then I, I did little to no it. research on this. Mm-hmm. All right. I had mm-hmm. seen plan B and I already made my protest sign that I was gonna go down to the old plan B and say, I'm against plan B, I'm yeah. against plan B. I'm an, I'm an unpregnant fan. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I was like, I'm pro unpregnant, but not plan B. And mm-hmm. you just stopped me from going to that protest I found out on Facebook. So I want you to you just turn oh. it around. I'm now glad, I'm going to go glad. down there and talk to the people. There's a whole anti-Plan B group that I'm part of on Facebook. I'm going to go back in there and be like, guys, listen. It turns out it's not the same as Unpregnant. Mm-hmm. Those, yeah. those I think that Facebook group that's me. anti-Plan B might be a different yeah. – against yeah. a different kind different. of Plan B. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to. Really? Yeah. Their banner it be. It did not look like the movie. The amount mm-hmm. of times that you know, you're with friends and you're like, hey, let's get some dinner. You want to like throw in? Like, yeah, yeah, let's pitch in or whatever. Um, the amount of times that's happened with Plan B, B? <laughs> yeah. okay, quite a, like quite a bit for me, honestly. Like just a lot of like, I'm sorry, 
hey so like and and then her being like no 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 i'll like you know i'll pay for it and be like no 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 like i'll pay for it and I'm like, oh, all right okay. let's go so, in together okay. you know yeah 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 um no not with me and a bunch of friends throwing in for plan b for that other, would have been friends. i thought you had a group no. of friends that were like oh tim oh, freaking danny needs plan b again no. we, gotta, we all gotta pitch in five bucks no. to get some danny some plan i was gonna say timmy but timmy i'm like wait we have a friend named tim let's use a fake name t gettys no that doesn't work tim g needed plan b to avoid the like the awkwardness because you know how it is like when you're a young kid you're you know you're gonna have sex and you're you're, you want to go buy condoms you're like you're kind of nervous and it's like Mm -hmm. it's that they're they know that you're gonna put a wiener inside something right like they know the person knows at the counter uh and the same thing with plan b that's why we chose to do uh the drive-through so many times you just do a little drive-through plan b beep it about bitty boop bitty boop do you do this Done. thing that you do sometimes though in like like in the movies where you have to get a bunch of, like you're like okay in the drive-thru and they're like oh what would you want you're like yeah can i get the, some tuckies and plan b that'd be great plan, if i get a nice coffee b, hemorrhoids yeah. cream yeah we'll do plan b and what's up with that with mountain dew amp do you have the newer yeah. blue one no okay, like, i'll take sir, the green sir, one i'll take what, the sir, what green that, one. what was that third thing again what was that what was that third thing that you wanted <laughs> Yeah, that's that's, that's yeah, what that's happened. A, oh, look, I'm was in a, this uh, a common thing for you guys. I'm in a plan B. No, <laughs> I, was, but, I never got laid, so it was. I not mean, like not you, but like your friend groups. Like no. for me, plan B. I think I, me and anyone I know, there's one story I have. It's not a story. She took it. It was done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of, of course, I'm over exaggerating. But when I was with one of my first serious girlfriends, I'd say about like I don't know, in the span of us dating for maybe two years. About like five times, about five times we got that that Plan B pill. No, was it's that rough like, on the oh, cycle? You gotta be. Yeah, um, it's gonna be brutal for her. Wrap it for up for sure. Andy. For you, it was just, for sure. Oh, trust me, Greg. The suggestions were there. Recommendations were there. You know, <laughs> don't don't put this all on me, Greg. All right. I know you're, you're kind of like demonizing me as the guy that like I don't want to fucking wear a condom. No, no, no. no. Like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't. You're not. I'm not the guy who had a fucking Pez dispenser full of Plan B next yeah, to my bro. bed and just giving it out. You know what I mean? You got, you got a Pez <laughs> yeah, dispenser was... and a fucking lube dispenser in the right fucking next to it. down Mountain Dew. Ne- never <laughs> in my bed. Never change. Never um, in my bed. And see, I always, anytime I had sex, place. I always, I always welcomed the condom because it helped me just last like at least 10 more seconds so that I could not feel completely dejected I when I, I disappointed like my this, partner. So we know. It Kevin, was like, I'm like, maybe of you using your life. I, this is, I don't, I'm not comfortable with any, where we're going. Kevin, don't, you don't have to answer the question. If you're you don't have to answer the question, question. Kevin. It's just you putting it out there. You don't need to act uncomfortable about it. Cause then it makes it weird. Yeah. No, it's I really mean, just Nick, it's, it's, Nick it's talking using about no plan B and there's people who own condoms. fucking stock in the company like Andy. Nick, Nick using condoms to last longer. <laughs> like it just makes well, that's me just the idea of, that's, like, oh, oh, that's on, what you uncomfortable. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, oh, hundred percent. That's what I was trying to yeah, yeah, incredibly yeah, yeah. intimate question you're like, No, yeah, for context, yeah, I know that was always like a when they they literally I remember having sex the first time, and oh, then I remember all those times that people said they don't like to use condoms because it desensitizes things. Sure, and you, you were like, though, this much. is a plus for me. I was like, how many can I put on? <laughs> can I put on, like, three or four of these things? Can I put a couple of my balls just in case? Like, it was... I remember... Back balls. Getting back. a... <laughs> Jesus never gonna, Never gonna end. I remember getting a brand of some condom, and it just... It feeling like a like a like a rug burn you know like you, you yeah, you're fire and ice with your friends like you're fucking around with your like your your older brother's wrestling you and you get like a rug burn on your knee like ah, yeah ah, like nothing that severe obviously what, were you like, wearing a ribbed one reverse was that the problem 
Then, because no. then it's like rather than pleasuring her, you got teeth on your your shoulder. Oh no, 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 definitely wasn't that. But there, there. I mean, trust me, the amount of paranoia that went through my brain of like, am I doing this forward or backwards? Oh, sure. Right? Oh, is this know. which which way is up? You know, who's on first? Mm-hmm. What's who's on? on that moment no, of like when you uh, you get the condom open, and then you're like, fuck, wait, which way do I roll it? You yeah, know, you know, that's, that's like, exactly what I'm talking about. You're yeah, so yeah, excited, yeah. and you're like, I didn't pay attention, and then it's dark, and you're, you kind of unroll it, you put it on, you're like, yeah, it's the wrong way, but do I flip it around now because there's no, some you stuff maybe it's the wrong way? Yeah, is there residue know. on this? Yeah, I'm still stuck on Greg talking about teeth on the condoms. Like you see, you understand it though. You visioned it right now. I do, but like even if even if you did put it the other way, like I don't think they would ever make something this. Yeah, it's not gonna hurt the man. It doesn't like you can't take a light smooth ripple and turn it into fucking jaws by by. By flipping the I'm thing just saying, there's out. a million little bumps on it. You know what I mean? That's well, that, little, those, little bumps those are different. Those aren't the red out. ones. Those are the ones that are like you're doing some crazy shit. If it got little bumps on it, well, that's isn't that rib for her out. pleasure? That's what it, you what is the rib just got like the rings on it? I I thought so. I mean, the only I've only used one of those like one time. And some of them do just have bumps. looking yeah, like a Greg's right. Do they have the bumps? Okay, some of them know. have little little uh, dimples on them. Reverse like little, dimples. Okay, that's cool. Reverse that sounds cool. I guess it's reverse dimples a bump. I, I could. I will. I will again. say, don't ever use if you're out there still slinging it. Don't ever use the <laughs> ones that have the lubrication inside that desensitizes. Slinging I made it. that mistake once, and my entire crotch area was numb for like a day. I'm not even. But now this is kind of a what would you rather situation. Would you rather have the numb crotch for the day, or did you want to last longer? No, 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 no. You don't understand. I put the condom on, and uh-huh. immediately it started making. There was a feeling across the board, and I was like, oh, No, it was the opposite. I can't I was feel like, up to my torso. <laughs> Dude, I was like, this Guys, I've been bitten by a snake. <laughs> it, and it was the equivalent to like a hose deflating immediately. It was just like, We're good, we're good. This is ba-. okay. And now we're just knocking a, a little wrist against the wall. Sure. It was bad. And I was, I've never been more embarrassed in my entire life than as a young man being like, I don't. I can't figure out what just happened to me, I'm and then too I realized desensitized. it was too. It literally desensitized it so much that I couldn't feel anything, and I just completely lost it. I was like, "Well, this is how about you want to watch some Netflix or some TV?" It wasn't even Netflix. Netflix didn't even exist back then. Yeah, you didn't. Like, you like, you're like, yeah. I got blockbuster VHS tapes downstairs. I read Redbox Major League Two. Super bad. I read Box Super bad over here. If you want to watch that on Blu-ray, oh, you don't have Blu-ray? Fuck. Uh, yeah, the, damn, uh, you only got HD DVD. You got that, you got that yeah. connection for your Xbox. That's fucked this, up, man. But you want to watch King Kong, wrong. I guess? You got King Kong. We can watch King Kong. King Kong. <laughs> what a movie. What a long movie. Um, how about that uh, Mayor of Easttown? Let's Ooh, talk about that. Yeah, just finished that and she loved it. She, she Ooh, said, I got the fucking show. Are you kidding me? Good out there? show. Kate Winslet right, killing right, it. Guys. HBO right. killing it as always. Guys, guys. I will say this about Wait, people. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. Kevin's trying to stop us. What's wrong? I, I am on the last episode. I'm 20 minutes oh. in. So if we. Oh, Kevin, can, it turns oh, out Kate Winslet's God. the killer. Kate Winslet is the one that kills everyone. No, but don't do that because that's like a fake spoiler that you're like. You know, I, I, no, I don't want know that Kate Winslet. Don't pull like, Eric. My Kate buddy Winslet. Eric Carr used to do this all the time. We're like, well, now I know that Kate Winslet doesn't kill the guy. I'm like, that's I'm not what I'm sure. That's not what I'm Maybe Eric is such right. a fucking Maybe he's right. Maybe Nick shouldn't him. play the spoiler game. That's all I'm saying. All yeah, I'm yeah. saying here. Oh my but God. All I'm, all I'm, I'm all trying to say is Andy recommended it. And as you know, if Andy says watch it, I turn it on and I watch it with the exception of one show. That's not true. You never watched True Detective. Don't watch yeah, that's I, Andy. That was the one. I've only watched Ozarks over and over. It's a great movie, guys. Great you got to watch it show. more than ten great times movie. to get the nuance. Great movie. <laughs> movie Ozarks. Great two season show movie. Nick can't even Three. watch because it's too scary for him. Ozark. 
Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. He watches it and I walk in. I'm like, I don't like this. This is scary. There's people hunting him and chasing. It's like, it's that breaking bad. It just gives you anxiety. Like you're so much at any point you're going to walk out and someone's going to clip you. You know, I, I I can't do it. Kevin, I will say that now that you are almost done with Mayor of Easttown, which is on HBO, HBO Max. Really, really good. Connection. She's a, she's a detective and she's, can she figure out the murder while figuring out herself? Life. Sort of thing. It's one and of while those we're things. here, just to bring it full circle, you want to talk about a town that could have used some Plan B? Jesus, Jesus Christ! Christ yeah. 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 Start, babies in this town. So just true. Start dropping that shit from a plane above. You know what I mean? So <laughs> true. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> <laughs> just out there with your morning cup of coffee in this little like <laughs> box. Like, <laughs> plan B comes down, parachuting in. Fucking. I was imagining like how airplanes would put out fires. Uh-huh. Like that's that's force that's I was picturing the powder just sort of like oh, falls over the. Oh, if God, you've I'm had unprotected sex in the last 14 <laughs> yeah. days, Stand come here. outside now. Breathe deep. Breathe deep. Baby dolphins. But, but Kevin, what I will say, though, is I think now that you're almost done with Mary Town, it's a very, very good show. Enjoyed it. Um, I, I would really like to killing. see the True Detective thing happen because true, this is sort of a good kind of holdover If for anybody who's been itching for more True Detective. We all know that we didn't love season two, but then Mahershala came out in season three and we're kind of worried, right? We're kind of trepidatious. Great is Mahershala Ali going to pull it through? And he fucking knocked it out of the park. Grand Slam. Him and Homeboy. What's his face? Um, oh, God. Uh, God. Steven Dorf. Steven Dorf. Yeah, Dorf. The Dorf it was Dorf. fantastic in True Detective season three. So, Kevin, I really want to recommend you with this. Here's the thing. Uh, I have tried multiple times. It really, at this point, it's just Paula like hasn't been in the mood for it. And th- I think that this show hit in the perfect moment where mm-hmm. she was like, "All right, mm-hmm. let's watch a, a detective show." And we started watching. It also helped that uh, her sister was like, "You guys got to watch this." And we sat down, watched the first like three episodes one sitting, and then yesterday we got through the other three start. and and a little bit. Yeah. More. I will say I watched the first episode of Mayor of Eastwood. Didn't it didn't vibe with me, so I'm probably not gonna watch the rest of it, but it is not nearly as intense as True Detective season one. So if if Paula's if that was what Paula can take and she doesn't want more intensity than that, maybe you just gotta watch the first season by herself. Kevin, let me just tell you this. No, I think okay. she's down. It's just a matter okay. of like the the timing has to be right. Timing. You know? Yeah, I Kevin, just, I let me just timing. tell you this, okay? Episode something in True Detective, a six minute continuous one shot. Fucking dope. And it is so dope. masterful. Okay. Holy shit. You kind of realize it three minutes in, like, wait, there hasn't been a cut yet. And it three keeps minutes going. In. And it keeps going. And then four minutes in, you're like, wow, they're really doing this. No, you get to the six minute mark. This. Surely this will end any day, any day now. And it does end. And, and it's fucking so good. Oh, really I need cool. to rewatch season one. It's really well done. As you know, the internet brings, a, it brings out bad stuff every day and brings out bad people and bad, bad opinions and everything else. But the internet gave me a gift that I haven't opened all the way yet, but I'm excited for. And that's that love mayor of Easttown, right? It was destination viewer viewing here on Sunday as we built up to finding out the dog killed everybody. But what I loved don't, about it was Greg, don't do the spoiler. Game. <laughs> I'm Eric Hart. I'm getting out Nicholas, you're making fun of me now, and I won't have yeah, it. You're making Understood? Fun of me. I won't have Actually, it. Actually, I think I was making Kev, to be fair, I was making fun of Tim on that one, but that's fine. Well, I think you're making fun of Eric, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I can't, uh, can't it be more but, than one person at the same time with one joke? 
here's the thing is that when somebody put out a tweet and I'm gone, they're gone, it's gone, it's gone forever. But it was somebody in our circles of not friends, but peers, you know, in the video game world put out a thing of like, hey, if you're in love with Mayor of Easttown now, the guy who made it also made The Way Back with Ben Affleck. So and oh, if you like this, shit. you will like okay. that because that is a movie that plays on uh, genre tropes and yada, yada, yada. Because okay. The Way Back Janina? is the one with Janina, number one. Yeah. Yeah. Who's oh, our friend nice basketball but coach, right? I, I saw the trailers for it. It's like, okay, yeah, Ben Affleck's, you know, recovering alcoholic. He fucked up his life and now he's going to coach this basketball team. You and, you know, it's a whatever boring and then Great. but that to know it's from the people who did mayor of east or the guy brad inglesby who did mayor of east town and then it turns out that it actually plays with the tropes that turned me off to it i'm all about it it reminds me a lot of a film called unbreakable that i never knew was about superheroes and then once i found out i went and watched it and i love that wait Mr. okay but wait okay but you can't do that yeah in like oh you like jim carrey because of dumb and dumber nace ventura check him out in eternal sunshine of the spotless mind this yeah, isn't an actor this is from the creator they, and they literally like if you like the small town politics and interconnected like genre no but i like fucking there. murder mysteries mm-hmm. i don't that, well mate how do you know that ben this Apple's is movie yeah is we don't know what's mystery. fucking going on in the way back we didn't watch it our friend janina's in it she's like please watch my movie and we're like we sure will and then we fucked off yeah, well, I mean, it. I've seen the trailer. Like, I I know that it's not a murder mystery. It's a it's a guy dealing with his own. He's a drunk basketball coach. Like it, that comparison guys. isn't one to one. We can't be doing that. We're, we're being re- way too reckless right now, everybody. We need to. Take I'm telling you right back. now. I think we all need to watch all of the mayor of East Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. And then we'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll watch the basketball one, and we'll compare and contrast. We'll exactly. See Is it that hard, Andy? You know Next what I mean. Review series. Done. Why not? Perfect. Tim, am I wrong here though? Brad guy's done a bunch of stuff. Andy, I, I feel like you're not right, or at least you're not expressing your point in a clear way that I can side with you. Because I feel like it'd, it'd be like talking about an artist and like two of their their bodies of work would be completely different. But it's like, but you still like their vision. Like this is like we're talking showrunner here. We're talking style. It doesn't need to be genre, but like well, now, but voice I think it's there. It's I, like James yeah. Gunn or Taika Waititi. It's like mm-hmm. Taika Waititi is a perfect example. We could watch Thor Ragnarok. We could watch uh, uh, the the Hitler one. Um, Jojo. Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah. And it's like, you know, those are radically different, but they're still Taika movies. But sure. I will say this. I would you not know, have here's watched. The tweet. Here's the tweet. Here's I the wouldn't tweet, have Andy. given it a chance if it Stuck wasn't you, a murder mystery small town That's true. thing. I, I, got, yeah, I see where Andy's coming the other from. This because you've seen the murder mystery stuff. You liked it. So it's like, if you liked this type of thing, you're probably going to like this because this guy has good taste. But me telling Kevin, watch True Detective if you like this makes way more sense. Yeah, we can agree on the that. same genre. It's like saying, like, hey, you like True Detective? You should try The Outsider. But this right? is Very also similar. a depressing movie about somebody with demons. Like, that yeah, was also, is, like, one of the reasons. Shut up, like, Nick. Oh, you didn't even like East Town, all right? Shove it up your ass right now. Are they laying out? Like, like, I was drawn to fucking Kate Winslet, right? In her story, in her, in her divorce, and what's been going on there. And what, you know what I mean? Her character. It wasn't even about the murder mystery as much about her and her relationships. And it was Scott Thomas who tweeted. He's an actor. Scott Red Tom. Dead Redemption 2. A podcast. <laughs> He t- Scott Thomas. He tweeted, "If you like Mayor of Easttown, now is the time to watch The Way Back, the other awesome Brad Inglesby uh, joint, where which twists genre tropes to tell a story about how faith and forgiveness are tenuous yet necessary answers to the voids of addiction and child loss. Don't sleep is, on it. Somebody getting killed? Is there is there a, a, child a dead apparently. body being found in a forest? No. Okay, then sorry. But I feel Scott like Thomas. both can be true. Where it's like True Detective and the Janina movie." are both good recommendations just for different reasons yeah, yeah but i'm, I'm with Andy on this one. if you're in the mood for a murder mystery i'm not i don't want to watch ben affleck struggle with addiction <laughs> that's that's just two different but, but here's, the thing, here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing 
they're saying the dynamics of the like people is yeah. similar to mm-hmm. Mayor Ma- East Town. Yeah. And but certainly, certainly, different. Nicholas, I'm not done. Certainly. Nick, you, you don't know. That, you God damn it, Greg Miller. I'm not done. I'm on your side, Kevin, all right? You and me are two Beatles on a box right now trying to make it to the house. Oh, my God. I hate the show, and I don't know why anyone likes the house. But all I'm saying, as an experiment, Andy, it would be, I think, kind of cool for you to watch The Way Back. And... Then come back and be like, yeah, you know what? It turns out the genre is more important rather than the people that made it. Kevin, I'm not doing any experiments until you do the experiment I fucking asked you to do nine years ago. Kevin, you need me to watch fucking Nirvana the Band the show. It's been 17 years. He keeps telling me to watch the show. He's not in the mood for a Kurt Cobain doctor. Has never steered me wrong. Tim's taste in in everything has gone to poo poo. It's just trash. Impeccable. I don't miss. Andy, Andy, can can we just talk for a second about Wally's ranking? No. Wow. We don't need Kevin. You're hitting me, Kevin. You're hitting me. I mean, poo poo is all I'm saying. (laughs) What's number one right now? Is it up? Travesty. Don't ruin the show. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't even know where I'm late with all this. I forgot what the last. I'm pretty time sure the list is exactly what I wanted it to be, and I'm still giving it shit. That was Whatever. a long time ago. We did. He's alongside the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas Street Latino Heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting, headshot, nitro rifle from Twitch.tv. Andy Cortez. This fucking thing again. That's this for the audio listeners. A, That's Asmar right there. This is a bit I am not. I don't <laughs> need. <laughs> I take it back. I love the show. And I know why everyone <laughs> likes it. Come on, let's go. Running out the quartet, he's Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. In one week, in a seven-day period, Nick mm-hmm. brought us back balls, ass bush, and <laughs> ass <Asmar. laughs> Come on. Sucks to your ass. Let's have some fun today. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I think we've been too buttoned up lately. Andy's back on the podcast. He's here. Good. He's just good. Good. You just pour the water. Andy's reference? drinking a Mountain Dew. No, just energy. We did. That was diluted. Yeah, that was yeah. correct. That was Lord of the Flies. Sucks to your ass, Mar. Yeah. yeah. Why, 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 why did that? Yeah, that's just one of those things that I feel like are future generations going to hear that and like immediately be brought back to like fourth to sixth grade? Of course. I don't know what they're, are they still teaching that book in fourth? I don't know. School's a fucking sham and a joke. They don't read anything good. They just read the same shit over and over again. Wait, wait, wait. My fucking ro- Greg, <laughs> small Greg's gonna come in with robot legs in 2024, 2027, and he's gonna be have oh. Lord of the Flies and fucking things fall apart, and we'll be reading about this fucking p- guy who was growing yams, and he'll be like, oh my god, I guess no books have come out since what 1984. That was That's it. What it That's seems what like Greg. That's what it fucking seems like. Why is that the the tradition? Why is that always in the curriculum? But for, at first, I thought we were talking about ASMR, and our kid's going to know what that is. You're I didn't know we were talking about Lord of the Flies. My bad. I missed that. Well, how serious that he was like, whoa, whoa, wait, what are, what are we talking about? Like, you, <laughs> had to, you had to be in the conversation. Yeah. I want to be mad or happy. Like, yeah, who, either way. I need, a, I need an opinion on this one. I need to agree strongly or disagree strongly. Yeah, yeah Lord right. of the Flies is one of those, like, staples. It is. It's that. It's where the red fern grows. It's Old Yeller. Animal, animal Farm. It's animal the, book farm. Of, it's the book about Romeo the Greek gods. Greek gods and shit. Oh, the 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 Oedipus and Antigone and all that. Those things are dope as fuck. No, but it's the something. 
the something. Odyssey. The, the Odyssey. Odyssey. The Iliad and the Odyssey. I read the Odyssey and I remember thinking this is super cool, but I, I always <laughs> I just thought like in stuff. school, in school, I always just wanted them to be like, can we mix in a couple contemporary books that like I might like? as a gateway drug to reading because yeah why always, not why not give me something that might encourage me to read yeah. the rest of my life rather like, than something me, that's going to make me hate this fucking chore yeah like we always got the summer reading list and i'm like you know what would be super dope if like one of them was i mean lord of the rings right that would have been fine sure. for me or something that's like hey you want to no. incentivize kids to read the first book i mean good point tim Wait. that's totally not fine <laughs> Absolutely. I, now that I think about that, I was like, there's a 300 fucking page book and there's like three of them. So forget about Wait. that. I'm thinking more like, give me like a sci-fi book that's like 100 pages long that I could rip through and just did enjoy. You, did you not Ender's have game. to read The Hobbit or Ender's Game? Like bo- both I of know. those were books. That Closest we got was Grendel. I got to read. Hey, wait to read Grendel. The hell is Grendel? I never read the Grendel, Fucking book Beowulf kills this motherfucker. I know more, oh, I know more about Grendel from fucking Assassin's Creed than I do from reading the goddamn book. Yeah, Kev, I didn't read The Hobbit until the Lord of the Rings movies were coming out, and I decided to oh. read the books. I read The Hobbit first and then the books. But I know my, like, my brother read The Hobbit when he went Yeah, we got we got uh, The Hobbit freshman year, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, we didn't get know. any of that. We had to read uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Really? Fellowship was, I yeah, believe, ninth up. grade. Hey, read number that's one cool. of three books. Like, did they also... We they, never got to the other two, though. We, that's fucked. That's what I'm saying. That's fucked up. Because <laughs> yeah, you're not going to read it on your own. And that's where my that's where my friend as a freshman was like, man, if he just threw the fucking ring in the in the fire, we wouldn't have to read this shit. Dude, I remember they made us read fucking Charles Dickens Great Expectations. It was the best times, it was the worst times. I remember that. And we also had to read uh what was that the famous Russian author that was like Chalovsky. I can't uh not Raspy, it doesn't matter. These books were just like I have to struggle to pay attention to these things. Yeah. And they're like, these are the classics. These are the, th-. and I'm like, these have no bearing on any fucking reality I have as a 14 year old child growing up in Riverside, California. Like, I don't have any context for this. I don't have any interest. And I don't know anyone, furthermore, in this class that does. Like, mm-hmm. the, even the top students were like, yeah, this sucks. This is just the fucking worst thing. Would ever. it kill you to throw in a fucking alien? You would it kill you? Give me a machine fucking, gun in one of these yeah. things. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? They're on fucking like. Can we read the novelization of Ridley Scott Alien? Here's what I'll take I'll take a Twilight book every once in a while. Give me some vampire and werewolf porn. Yeah, and the love doesn't need to rhyme. We don't need iambic pentameter because, like, sure, I'll take take Romeo and Juliet, but like, I don't need the Twelfth Night or whatever the the fuck. The only thing I could say about Romeo and Juliet and like the Shakespeare stuff is like from a formatting standpoint, from like a story structure standpoint, that's cool to study those. I don't need to do more than one. Just give me Romeo and I don't need Twelfth Night. I don't yeah, need like, Midsummer Night's Dream. Forget it. One. That's it. So, so the the thing that like yeah Shakespeare pretty cool stuff you know definitely mm-hmm. crazy stories but like did anyone ever enjoy reading them no, like no. in high school where you'd be like I, I don't know what any of this shit says and you got to break down out with the thesaurus. What is yeah, this gotta, egghead trying to fucking say? You're breaking out. You're sitting down with your teacher. Your teacher, like, well, they're actually making a comment about the lion, which was the king at the time of the play that came. That's like, all right, fucking. I have no reference for that. Yeah, exactly. None. Like, I guess you're now, telling here's, me. Here's the. This is the thing, though, is that we are taking this and we're going to run with it. Where that's exactly what we do on this show. We just do it for MCU shows on Disney Plus, where it's like. 20 years from now, there's going to be classes, fun. and we're just talking about breaking down freaking comic book stories, and we're going to be like, yeah. no, 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 but 
you need to understand the context of all of this. If the other Spider-Man are but showing see, up, but they the weren't thing. in the same movies before. Now we're in a point, though, Tim, where people understand that this is all disposable. You know what I mean? These are conversations mm-hmm. we're having right now. We're going to move on. And that's the thing. If, if these teachers weren't so lazy, I'll say it. 1978, they made a lesson plan. They're still teaching it right now. 2021, all right? We just it, bring in new books. You, you don't nobody's, want to smoke. You're telling me right now, William Shakespeare, what, 23 years old, no teeth, hadn't ever had a hot shower. He's so bored out of his goddamn brain. He's rhyming everything just for the hell of it because there's no television. There's no, you know, he can't get on a plane and go see something else. He's so fucking bored. Nobody's writing on that level now. No one <laughs> currently is writing anything nearly as good as this moron over here. Like, you know, it'd be great. What if this 11 and 12 year old fucking fell in love and then killed themselves at the end? Like, yeah. what are we talking about? I just yeah. picture him in a living room. Like, I'm fucking bored. What if I write this one, but it's all in haikus or whatever the fuck's going on? Counting syllables. Yeah. I'll tell you Who this, the babe. fuck cares? This is the point, equivalent right? of Cool Greg going after the astronaut community Craig I don't think you want this I don't think no, you want this heat oh, oh, what are they going to do craft letters to I'm us and saying, send them in the mail let, let's dial it back then all right I have no idea what's happening in the schools these days I will it's find not out good, Greg, let me tell you it's real bad <laughs> I will find out soon enough when a small Greg is going to these schools and bringing back reading lists and stuff like that but what I'm saying is for my time when I was there my time shit books left and right all right mm-hmm. I don't need it Holding Caulfield and Catch of the Rye, this dude fucking sucks. He's a shitless layabout just looking up skirts at the I, train station. I don't need it. I read Catch of the Rye once because everyone was like, it's the greatest American novel ever written. And I'm like, I don't. I don't I, granted, I don't, I don't understand it. I've never studied it in class. And sometimes that's what you need, right? You need a professor or a teacher to be like, hey, this is the significance of this. And this is what he's trying to say. I was so fucking bored out of my mind. And all I wanted to do was reach through that book. And smack that kid around a little bit, metaphorically speaking, of course, because he's fucking useless. I'm like, you're a I paid useless. Paid a nickel and he got a fucking kid. piece of candy and got on the train, and then he still had a penny left over. It's like I don't fucking, I can't relate to Fuck this. Out of here, kid. And I was like, it's right. the greatest novel ever. I'm like, Ugh. for me, yeah, I fucking. remember, I remember reading, um, oh gosh, Atticus, Atticus Finch, uh, uh, Mockingbird, Mockingbird. where the red Superman's yeah. favorite book, no big deal. Oh, who's favorite book? Superman. Superman. Oh, okay. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, I remember reading that, and the only sort of connection my brain made was, oh, I wear Atticus clothing by Tom DeLonge. From <laughs> that's where you yeah. walked away from. Yeah, that's what I walked away it. from. I was like, oh, that's, that's where he well, got Greg it from. Greg walks away as it's Superman's favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there's any teacher offended by this episode, which I'm sure there will be, I just want you to know we're all useless. Yeah, (laughs) here we are. We are the product of the American educational system. Not only do I not like reading, I resent it because you forced me to read shitty things I didn't like. Yeah, I I pretty much resent it. And I think reading in middle school and high school is where, when I think back on it, I wish I had gotten – uh, I wish I'd gone to a doctor for ADHD because that's where I remember not having any sort of retention skills whatsoever. See, but- I would read a full page and be like, what did I just read? I don't know. I couldn't tell you one thing sentence I just read because it just went one year and out the other. And I need to kind of focus and focus. And I remember being in my room, like crying out of frustration. Mm-hmm. I would be like on my bed, like, fucking hitting my book and be like, why can't I remember what I just read, dude? And it was so frustrating. But See, these but are just issues that I just never knew existed, you know? This is my thing, though. Like, I had... What you just described was exactly me. I 
used to get that summer reading list and I would read those books and I would, they were so far out of my league as far as like what, what interests I had when I was a kid that I just could not pay attention. I would have to read pages over and over and over again, just to retain any of it. And by the time we got to class, I'd be like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I used to have to like, I'd read the book and sometimes I'd get the Cliff's notes also just to like remind me of what the hell were what I had just read. And there were some books by the way, to be fair, that like, that did get me that I really, really enjoyed. Of course, um, we're, we're doing a bit here, but yeah. Of yeah, of course. I mean, there was there was a few that I remember very distinctly, like, really liking. But for the most part, there were the Lord ones the where, like, the classics. Sorry, Flies. Lord of the Flies. Well, Lord of the Flies, actually, I think I do remember actually liking. I remember I reading that. I Lord like, of the Flies a, hard, man. It's, it's, cool. it's, it's a so, weird fucking book, and it's cool. It was it's weird. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened chemically in my brain from being in elementary to middle school and high school, but... Obviously, well, puberty obviously yeah. is one thing, but <laughs> as a kid, like I was such a top reader in every class, dude. Like I was they always fun, man. I, mean, I was acing they got every, us by the balls. I would do the Back accelerated balls. reader tests, and I was number rank one for AR every week, yeah. dude. I was killing it. And then something happened, and my parents were just like, "Yeah, you just don't like reading anymore. What happened?" I was like, "I don't know. I, I wish I, mean, I knew like, what I happened." I, I do feel I, there's a this is a, you know if we can dial back the bit a bit, or at least not my bit that I've been fucking ranting and raving about. Yeah, don't. Like, I do think in, in like elementary school and whatever, right? Like in junior high and reading, it, I remember. And this is definitely well, I was gonna I, the joke I had before was like, "What are the three things schools forces you forced me to do?" Right? It was read exercise right and then shit i had a fucking good one that was gonna be the other one and like look at me now like you know i just all fat i don't want to read i don't you know i mean like whatever but like early on i remember reading being like the book it program of like you know obviously you're gonna get a pizza at the end of the rainbow but it was read whatever you want and i do remember like when we were reading goosebumps and like and i'm old enough that goosebumps debuted right and it was a huge deal and like when there'd be a new one we'd all flip out and i remember voraciously reading goosebumps like finishing one a day and th- thank you very much. And Go then I remember it being in class when we were, I don't know, whatever grade it was, fourth grade, I'll say, but I don't know if that's true. And, you know, my our teacher waking up to the fact of what was going on, we, we, so we explained, she's like, well, you're all reading this once. And I come on. And she, she thought it was the coolest thing in the world and like supported that. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it's, <clears throat> I, I don't think of hating reading until high school. When in high school it was, read these dense ass books. And then we're coming right. and get, take this quiz. And the quiz isn't even about, like the themes, the quiz is about like what color was the fucking thing to prove you read it. Like something that they knew wouldn't be in the fucking cliff notes. And I was like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. See, we had, I was in, I was in like AP literature. I was in honors until they bounced me because I didn't do anything. So I, I, I like to a degree, like obviously dropping a bit, like I enjoyed the, the exercise of them saying like, Hey, write an essay about the themes, write an essay about like critically analyzing the stories and the characters and like the themes that were being explored in them. It's just on a personal level and like an entertainment level, none of the books that I read, like 80% of the books that I read, I'm just like, this is, I'm just doing this for the academic nature of it. I'm not actually getting, I'm not enjoying the, the read of this. And actually it wasn't until like way later in life that I started reading nonfiction, like biographies yeah. and stuff like that. That I'm like, oh, this is what I should, like, this is what I should read for entertainment. Cause I get a lot of this. It's inspirational for me to read like a biography for Steve Martin. Right. And, and I'll tear through that in like in like a day or two. Yeah. Just as well, it's, it's super fun. But that's know. the crazy thing about it. Right. Where I feel like, you know, you know, there's an old tired Greg story of like, you know, when we were doing practice essays for college and it was, they gave us a list of like 12 books and we wanted us to compare and contrast the time frames in them. And I went through the list. It was like in a class, I went through the list, hadn't read any of the books. So I just did uh, Ocarina of time for Zelda. Right. And I think that's like a great 
snapshot slash microcosm of it where it's like i got so i when they turned reading into real homework and annoying busy work i've rebelled so hard against it i just stopped and it's something i i you know i don't i don't consider myself like you know not i don't consider myself a reader but obviously i read you know video game magazines like crazy i obviously read the Mm -hmm. newspapers like crazy because that was my profession and let let alone my career uh, educational career path in college and stuff and i would read books about it but none of that ever translated like the damage i it salted the earth for me to the point Mm -hmm. of even now like when uh you know we've had a bunch of books recently uh, anna's book and jason's book and a few others that have come through and i read them and i enjoy them and i'm always like oh man i'm surprised i don't read more but as soon as i put them down i'm on back to video games whatever i'm reading online or something i don't think of reading is not not even and in comic books i don't count i know for this part of the conversation but like reading a book a novel an autobiography i enjoy doing but i would never think to do it if that makes sense well it's because they never commoditize it that's really what it is is because we're talking about stuff there's the scholastic book club they had goosebumps and then later generation had animorphs and then it just kind of kept going the uh captain underpants and all that stuff they get you young and then they keep iterating as you get older and older and i think that they were really smart moving on from the 90s into the 2000s to capitalize on the young adult side of things with things like twilight and then capitalize on them, on them growing up into uh 50 shades of gray and it's just kind of like they there are certain markets that have been targeted and been trained to enjoy reading throughout their life they just for some reason all of us they missed that next step after elementary school so it's like Whoa. we got to middle school we just didn't have franchises that were really geared to us because you know things like star wars and all that were like still that was still a niche novel book thing it wasn't like a like greg was talking about every kid in the class is reading goosebumps at the same time it didn't feel like a cultural phenomenon that you have to do it or else you're missing out on the the water cooler conversations yeah i think we also mean my generation too like we i just at the end of the day i was like reading takes effort and you know it doesn't take effort watching movies and watching tv so i'm going to do that instead and the old joke of like if anything anything's worth reading they're going to make a movie out of it I was like, I was that kid. I'm like, I'll just watch the movie for it, right? I've never read To Kill a Mockingbird, but I'm pretty sure I saw the movie. <laughs> so it's like, I guess I kind of understand what that is. Yeah, we watched but, that shit after we read it. But it's that school. interesting thing too, though, right? Of where I feel like, uh, not that I'm saying reading isn't fundamental, you should read. Not that there's any like 11-year-old watching this being like, guys are making great points, fuck books. Even what you're saying, though, worked out, right? In the way you get that out of movies the way you talk about movies and tv right are the way i talk about video games like those themes and and being able to get into what makes something good or what the the creators are going for with it i think exists it's just i don't know like i feel like since it's not a passion i don't think of books that way and that's that's i think what's hard right go ahead tim just real quick i think a big thing with that is that like that is at the end of the day unfortunately the point is like it's not so you're not supposed to be like super engrossed in the narrative or plot. You're supposed to be being taught how to take things and apply the the, the logic to yeah, stuff that you do enjoy or stuff you don't enjoy, like movies or video games or blah, 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 keep going on. But it's like that that's kind of the thing, even like when they teach you math and we're all like, oh, we're never going to use this stuff. It's more about like having the understanding that you can use that stuff or when you would need to use the stuff and like when you would need to use the math in your real life which we have to use all the time we just don't think about it because we were taught fundamentals and we're able to apply the fundamentals and i think reading comprehension is very much a the fundamentals of theory and understanding like certainly important subtext it came from books (laughs) you know what i mean it's just of course also in all the things that we we the four of us actually enjoy 
And I, I to second that and to add to that, like, you know, I think there's a there's a good portion of obviously like high school and like junior high that you don't know what you're going to be into. So the whole point of those programs is to expose you to like math and literature and arts and things like that to sort of help stoke those passions. It's just unfortunate that like that that has to be the case and you have to do like I always just kind of felt like I was getting maybe 50 percent of the stuff that I really, really enjoyed doing. And then I had to just deal with another 50 percent of the stuff. Um, which, you know, in a perfect world, you wouldn't, right? In a perfect world, you, everything that a kid learned, they were super passionate about and they were focused on and they could hone that. And by the time they were 18 before or six, 16 when they were applying to colleges, they knew exactly what they wanted to be in life and they could go and do that and maybe not go to college, maybe go do a trade or whatever. Um, but obviously that's not the case. And the, the work of an educator is incredibly hard, especially when you deal with kids of that course. have no, you know, we're, all, we're joking around, but obviously like I had no attention span when I was a kid. I just wanted to go mess around in the theater or go play music and fuck off. I didn't want to do math. And I didn't, I especially didn't want to read like last of the Mohicans or whatever we had to read, even though <laughs> I really enjoying that book as well. Um, yeah. It's, but, it's, well, it's trying to apply all this stuff, the fundamentals, right? You're trying to apply to a wide group of kids. It's not like you're getting that personal one-on-one attention, nor can the, can the kids go and specialize, which is why, you know, I remember I've talked about the show, I think before too, but in seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, a, a teacher being like, you're going to love college. She's like, you, you're going to like high school. I'm not trying to say you're going to hate high school, but I mean, you're going to love college. And she was 100% right where I fucking hated high school. But at Mizzou, obviously, I was on a path to do what I wanted to do. And I could mm-hmm. see everything I was doing building to my degree and what I wanted yeah. to actually use in real life. That's really taking cool. classes you cared about. Yeah. You ever think about, you ever think about how fucked up homework is? Like, think about this, right? You go to, you go to but think about it, right? What time yeah. does school start? What time does school seven? start? Whatever, no, school's eight. insane. Yeah. When you school put it starts at seven in the morning. And then it lets out at three. How many hours is that? I can't do the math. Seven to eight, eight to nine, nine to ten. ten Normally nine, seven to two. So it's. Uh, well, I mean, my school used to. We got out at three fifteen every, every. Yeah, we got out at three. Yeah. And, and you started band, at so seven. And you yeah. got out at three. Oh yeah, we used to start at seven in the morning. Hours, I used to right? not get out for. I had band practice after two, so I wouldn't get out till five. My parents would come pick me up after work, or I started driving. But think about that, right? You're putting in a nine-hour day, and then you're asking kids to also work nights and weekends. If this were a job, people would revolt <laughs> against that shit, right? We need to unionize. Like, Those kids need to unionize. Dude, like, <laughs> think about that. Right? I had like you're asking kids to basically your, their entire life has to be school, and if you've got two hours, like I had two hours of homework every night. I was an AP and and uh, advanced, like I was an AP and uh, internet IB classes, which international baccalaureate. So my class, my homework was fucking hard. I had essays, I had books, I had to read. I just think about that. I'm like, man. And, and also, and also think about class. <laughs> and think about the fact that it's not all it's rarely stuff that kids actually give a shit about or yeah. want to further a career in. It's it is learning things that you will not ever touch again as soon as you become a freshman in college. Like Pass it's the fucking test. It's absolutely wild. Yeah. Like I, I know that I mean, we're not saying anything new. Everybody knows this yeah. shit, but god damn, the amount of times that I would be in a math class being like I'm never going to have to use this and I know it and it sucks, but there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> so well, let me was... just struggle trying to remember and memorize these equations in hopes that when I take the test, I at least get a 70. Like that's all I'm yep. asking for. Let's just pass. That was yeah. me in geometry. I hate this. I, I, it doesn't make sense. Let me just scrape by and pass. And the right. harder you get mad at me for not trying, the, the less I want to try. The, the amount of relief that I would feel if I got, if I lucked into a 92 on a math test, I'd be like, 
oh, that means that the next one I could really fuck up and I'd be okay still. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. It was That's, just like the math was definitely doing how many questions you could miss. Yeah. How many, yeah, what your average I would be. teach you to though. I swear to God, it's it's just about teaching you that like it's important to be able to learn things. And like all the shit is set up in a way where it's like it's annoying as fuck and at the time really sucks. And yeah, the homework is really, really dumb. But that all goes back to obviously I don't need to get into it all, but it's just teachers aren't paid shit. They don't have to yep. give in money and budget to like oh for sure come up with better curriculum and all that stuff and that well, goes all the way giving, to the top not, and they're not able to come up with better curriculum too because often more than not and i don't want to misspeak here so if you're a teacher please leave a comment in the comments below but like a lot of teachers aren't responsible for like what they can and cannot teach i think I that mean, is set at the district more level. than that they're not yeah. only not responsible for it they are required to, to yeah. get them set to be able to like answer a bunch of questions on stupid tests that are standardized that don't make any goddamn See, sense that's why we should all be teachers man fuck the system what do we learn today i don't know kids what do you want to learn today and they yeah. go nothing and i go that sounds great <laughs> let's not do anything that's today. kind of funny day. that's, that's what a private school is nick when you see the cart rolling you're like yeah fucking carts here the tv carts here you got that cool great. substitute who was here last month and he's oh, like bad he yeah. knows you because you and your friends are like this the funny dudes the you know cool so he's like cool yeah you're just like oh this guy loves us yeah he's the guy with the ponytail he's cool as hell you know i do it's think fun. that the power of choice is like the most important thing to empower young people with and just making them feel like they're in control of their destiny and of what they're choosing to do not fully but like right, at least like what greg's talking about with the teacher being like oh you're going to love college. It's just like, I was lucky, very lucky. And I've said this many times on the podcast over the years that like, I loved my high school experience. And the reason for that is my high school allowed us to choose our classes. We got to choose our entire schedules. And there was a lot of like, there were requirements of you need at least this, this, this. It was just like college though. Like we got to, if I wanted a super long day, that'd be cool. Or if I want a short day with no lunch, I could set that up too. Like whatever it was, but like that kind of empowerment, like really- sure allowed all of us to to kind of feel a little bit more in control so when we were doing these we didn't want to do it was like all right but then at least i get to do right. this freaking computer science class where i get to learn how to make tron that's dope as fuck that's cool. nothing worse though than the anxiety that i would go through of knowing that i have to somehow find a school schedule of classes that i not only need but classes that are in the right time blocks so that I can still work my full-time job. That was mm -hmm. the most like nerve-inducing, uh, like I wanted to fucking just leave the planet anytime I had to do that because I had to get there early. You got to find parking just to get there. Parking mm -hmm. is already like on the top of my stresses, right? But you find parking, you hope that you're first, you know, close to being first in line. You talk to the lady, you look at the classes. Yeah, we can fit you in here. And you're like, all right, I hope my job is cool with this because like I have to work around school and this is just a, this is a nightmare. And damn, if I pick this day, fuck, I would I mean, I would love to work on that day. But this class is at eight in the morning. This class is at six in the evening. What am I going to do for fucking eight hours in the middle? Like, yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. it sucks. Cigarettes, that's what I did. It sucks so bad. Like, do I go home? I mean, sure, but traffic's going to take like 30 uh -huh. minutes if you leave during lunch. Oh, God. It's just the fucking worst, dude. The absolute yeah. worst. I hated all of that. I, I, I remember, I mean, we, I remember 
I liked high school. I was I was the opposite of Greg. I, I really liked high school, and I and I didn't like my college experience that much, largely because I just I went to a, I didn't really have a direction going in, which I think is probably the hardest thing to to try to get out of a kid is to try to figure out like what is your thing in life. I think Greg, you probably enjoyed it because you knew exactly what you wanted to do. And you went to the best yeah. school for that, whereas I didn't discover film until too late, and then I was kind of locked into a program that was not. I mean, it's not great for film, frankly, because you don't get a lot of hands on experience. But I do wonder what it, what. I think I would have liked my life a lot more if I'd have been like, you know what, I'm just going to call it what it is. I'm going to go into arts. I'm going to go into film and I'm going to go to like, I'm going to try to get into UCLA or a Cal state that has a really good film program and go from there. Cause I think I really would have enjoyed that. I think, I think then to, to like what Tim's talking about, where it's like when I had to take the math requirement for God fucking why you would need the math requirement for a liberal arts major is completely beyond me. But you know, when you got to take this super easy, your gen eds cheese, Mac uh, math, like the, I would have been fine doing that. But I was, I went in and I was like, I'll take Boolean algebra. And I was like, I don't even know what either <laughs> of those words. Mean. And I got, I just, it was miserable. I was miserable my freshman year because of that. I also think that all, oh, I think God. college, your first, your first year should be all electives. I don't think you should even, I don't think you should be allowed to pick a major. I think you should be like, you go in and it, they should just be fun classes that you're supposed to take just to try just to try shit and see what you want to do in life. This episode is brought to you by stamps.com. Are you still going to the post office, still paying full price for postage? Well, thanks to stamps.com, you don't have to anymore. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less. With discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more, stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year, including kind of funny. We have been really, really reliant on stamps.com to get things sent out over the years, and we could not thank them more. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop shipping out orders, or just navigating this hybrid work life, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. No wonder over 1 million businesses choose Stamps.com for their mailing and shipping again, just like kind of funny. Uh, with Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money it's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses use it like i said stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead there's no risk and with the promo code kind of funny you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in kind of funny that's stamps.com promo code kind of funny stamps.com never go to the post office again and next up, shout out to me, Undies. Summer is here, which might mean leaving the great indoors for a dip in the great outdoors, whether that's a pool, ocean, or fjord. MeUndies might be known for making the softest undies and bralettes in the world, but now they make swimwear too. That's awesome. I can't wait for this. You guys know I've been loving MeUndies for a very long time. Wearing a shirt right now, of course, the lounge pants, the, the undies themselves, and the socks. I love MeUndies. Can't wait to swim in some MeUndies this summer. Uh, you can check out MeUndies first ever swimwear featuring bikinis, one pieces, and two different lengths of swim trunks. I'm going as short as I can. Uh, there are roughly eight recycled plastic bottles in each pair of men's trunks, so that means they're equal friendly baby uh, each one piece of bikinis made from recycled nylon derived from factory scraps and old fishing nets which keeps our oceans looking beautiful so there you go swimming in an, an even cleaner ocean while you're looking fresh and clean clean uh, to get 50 percent off your first order and free shipping go to meundies.com slash morning that's 15 percent off your first order by going to meundies.com slash morning 
Something really interesting, and I'm doing the the bad thing about I just saw a headline and have not looked into it at all. So I'm just presenting just what the headline I saw. I'm letting you guys know that context. Um, I saw that Biden was talking about extending the uh, the school not not requirements but availability uh, that's free for people to adding four more years to the traditional school cycle, but in an interesting way where it's two years of before kindergarten. Okay. So that would help out with uh, childcare, parents, yeah, all that right. stuff, but also getting the kids even earlier kind of socialized in a, in a world that is a lot quicker and uh, there's a lot more to learn, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it's uh, after 12th grade, after high school, two years of community college are free. And I think that's oh, really interesting because cool. that's, yeah. that's more, that's not quite what you're saying, Nick, but like there is the potential for, you know, it, it, it would incentivize a lot more people to take those two years for free to kind of like oh, get all that shit out of the way, yeah. experiment, figure out what they want, and then commit to the real big dog deal of yeah. those final two years of just let's go all in on whatever your major is. See, that's kind of what I wish I had done. I wish I would have gone to a community college or a trade school like for the first couple of years and then and then been able to decide because I just kind of I just went with my friend group and my friend group was way too smart for me. They were all turns out I was the funny one. I was not the one that was really <laughs> Pulling in the grades here because I remember like my my friends have like four point three grade point averages. They were applying to like Stanford and MIT, and I'm like, God, I hope I get into a UC. I hope I could just you know get something that's not the college that's in the town that I grew up in. That's really all. That that was like my my all my motivation on that one. Ugh, what a waste! What a waste. With me, <laughs> I just knew that I wanted to do it the most affordable way. I did not want to smart I, I don't know why i was always just paranoid about my parents funds i'm very i guess i was very much like greg now that i think about it uh where mom pulls out credit like, card all of us start crying <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to you know going to a college i was like well i mean they're gonna have to, they're gonna be paying for a lot of it i don't want to try to go to some gigantic university and also oh andy you got are you going to prom this year like no nah, because like you know I don't want you all to buy a suit and or whatever. Like I didn't know I was very much that kid. So I'd never wanted to, to put them out in any sort of way. But for me, it was like community college, uh, STCC, South Texas community college. Well, that was my thing. That was my thing too, is like my, my parents were obviously like, we're going to, we'll pay for four years. And I'm like, that is amazing. And I do not want to take, I don't want to take that for granted. So when I changed majors, I looked at Chapman University and I looked at the price tag on that, which I think at the time was like $27,000 a year. And I was like, I think I even went like went to their admissions and like talked to them and they're like, well, you'll, your units will transfer, but you might have to add more. It might be like four and a half years to graduate. And I'm like, I can't do that to my folks. Like I'm already, I'm already, I've already destroyed their hopes for me having like a steady career by going from computer science to film studies. Like I can't, I, there's no way. And I'm not paying for that additional, like, my, they can't afford twenty seven dollars. It's not going to happen, right? It's just not happening. That's exactly what happened at the Art Institute when they sort of when I got when I went to the Art Institute, they did not have a game design path as a mm-hmm. thing that you could major in or whatever. Like they had their fashion side for um, uh, they had their culinary thing, they had animation, but they didn't have like major in game design. Now they had a lot of classes that had game you know, and former game devs and current game devs teaching classes that you would just kind of throw in there and whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, add it to your major. But they introduced the, like, the game 
you know, intro to game development kind of thing. And you would go down that path, but they introduced it while I was in college. And a lot of former or a lot of classmates of mine were like, oh shit, should I do that? And you look it up and it's like an extra 28 or 30 something grand. And you're like, nope. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I've already gold. taken a couple of 3D classes. I only need a couple more. So I'm yeah. just going to add it. I'm just, not gonna, I'm just yeah. going to major like media arts and animation and just like, you know, Pick hey, hey, yeah. Yeah, hey, game studios. Here's my resume. Here's mm -hmm. what classes I know and what I've done. Um, because I, I was like, no way, dude. This is already a nightmare. <laughs> like, this already sucks. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was lucky enough in some ways that like SF State has a a great one of the best uh video production paths, uh, yeah. specifically for like commercial TV music video. I remember, like, I remember talking to you about that. I was like, I'm so fucking jealous. This kid got it, to do that one. When, when I looked out. I was like, you actually know. Like, they, it sounded like professors were like, oh, we're gonna prepare you for a YouTube world, not a. Well, no, that wasn't the case at all. Like, YouTube was like that. No, was, you know that's I mean, why like, I'm at, using at, the quotes. Well, at least they were trying to stay somewhat current, whereas I was studying films from fucking 1920s france <laughs> so i don't know how this is going yeah, to no, be like, I mean, you would, relevant you'd to be me. surprised you would be yeah. surprised but uh anyways it, it what i was happy about is that didn't cost that much and on top of that i got a bunch of scholarships and grants and, and all that shit that allowed me to kind of pay for stuff including paying for rent for my mom and brother and, and me and all that so like all that shit was great and it worked out for me and i don't have debt and, and it was just good period having said that and i would recommend that path to anybody that can take it because why the fuck not try to stay as cheap as possible but having said that when greg and i went to full sale a couple years ago mm. uh in florida which is like the art school i can't speak to success stories failure stories whatever it is all i can say is i was blown away at the facility and what everyone had access to and what like it was such it was a awesome. kid in a candy store type thing where yeah. i was just like yeah. i would have fucking killed it's to have access to this shit man it's for what we do. It's also it's it's hard to go back and and look at that through the lens of like modern day because technology has advanced so quickly that even when you graduated, Tim, like DSLRs, I don't even think were a thing when you graduated. They Maybe they were, they just yeah. hit the market, right? Yeah, but it was 2011. DSLRs were like brand new coming people out. Like, were like it, that was whoever, when people were like, whoever had a DSLR the won shit. the won the you film the festival competitions at the school. It was just by default. Just because all like of a sudden you, it looked real. Yeah. You had depth of field. And I remember I remember people we'd shoot projects on that and you'd have to bring an ice box or like a cooler because the thing would overheat. You'd have to oh, stick yeah. it in the cooler, right? Remember the that 5D. shit? Yeah. But now, of course, people have amazing facilities because video production is is just goes hand in hand with literally every job you have. There's no job on the planet that doesn't require some level of video presence online or social media and stuff like that. But I just I'm just so jealous. I'm simultaneously jealous, but not jealous of kids that go through school now because a they have access to all this amazing technology but b everyone has access to all that amazing technology yeah. the barrier to entry is nothing which means the competition totally. is probably bonkers right now you know oh, yeah there are so many talented people not getting what they probably deserve because they're there's too many there's too many people like to look at like oh we're being filmed but i have no motivation so i'm just like <laughs> I'll just do the bare minimum and take stage time away from these other kids. Yeah, probably. Well, I when I think about, you know, universities and Tim mentioning how awesome the opportunities must have been for people going to full sale. I think about from my perspective, when I remember getting an email or seeing on the news or my mom sending me a news article about a class action lawsuit about the art institutes. I'm being like, oh shit, I might be able to get my money. Oh fuck, how much can I get? <laughs> like, because there was because the Art Institute was infamously bad about letting anybody in. They acted like you had to be of a certain scale to get in, and but you they did just not. Took everyone's money, and yeah. 
I could fucking tell like when I, I, I still have the drawings of what got me into the art Institute. And I would look at other students and be like, Oh my God, dude. Like, uh, was it like, you, did you ever, I mean, I, Nick, you'll remember these cause you're old too. But remember mm-hmm. like when you'd stay home sick and you'd watch like whatever, like reruns in people's court, there'd always be that thing of like, you could be an artist. If you can draw on the back oh, of yeah. this matchbook, this guy's yeah. face or whatever. Oh, you yeah. would jail it in. Our Coco's menu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The, the test was just, uh, it was like submit five still life objects, submit five drawings of people or whatever. And it was just stuff that I had done over time. But yeah, when I'd look at other suits, I'm like, oh, there's no fucking test. You just show your shit and you get in. Like, yeah, if you're willing, if you're willing to spend, you know, forty thousand dollars here, you just get in. It doesn't matter. Well, that's the thing too is like you have to look at when you, when you're going to a, like an art school or a trade school like that. You really have to look at like the alumni and what they've gone on to do and how because that's the most important. Oh, there thing. were like, success stories they, for sure. <laughs> sure, but like, can they get you not necessarily get you a job because no college is going to get you a job afterward, but can they place you with people who are you're going to be able to mentor under and really learn from and then eventually potentially work for? Well, I mean that was the thing like like Tim's dude, that's what Tim did, right? Like you had to get internships and stuff. Yeah, totally. I mean, I got my IGN internship and yeah. I couldn't have got that if I wasn't going to college, which yeah. is total absolute fucking bullshit, but I understand that's how that all works and whatever it worked out for me so I can't complain. But uh the difference between my experience where it's like they didn't teach me shit like nick like my experience was looking at old french films and all that stuff youtube thank god was around so i was able to just be top of my class because i was running circles around these fools because they're listening to the the teachers that are teaching them outdated ass shit like they're they're teaching them final cut pro at a time final cut pro was irrelevant already and it was just like you know premieres here and not that that matters that much but it's like it was more just a uh I was proactive about it. People were being told, oh, Final Cut. And all those people were useless when they moved on to places that only used Avid and oh, like IGN. God. And it's like, well, <laughs> guess yeah. what? You should have known that that was a thing and, and keep going anyway. That's just hard. But no. what impresses me so much about Full Sail is that Full Sail would have just straight up taught Avid. Full Sail were teaching kids like NXT, the WWE subsidiary. NXT is shot on the premises. And the kids, it's not internships. It's a class to fucking run a WWE event. That's cool. Cameraman running the video walls, running all the lighting, running all this stuff. It's it's actually real world applications, practical things of like, these are the jobs that you can be doing. And there's nobody better suited to do them than the people that do all these weird niche things that are in production. And again, I'm talking very specifically about... Full video sale. production yeah, and but- arts at full sale but i was so impressed because the level of uh stuff that they have i am lucky enough that with ign and kind of funny and just all uh, rooster teeth we've had access to some of the most ridiculous studio production facilities in oh, the dude. world i remember when, when i first started ign we rented an avid machine like a lot of people don't understand this because if you're editing right now you're editing probably on premiere that's a 50 dollars subscription you can edit on your freaking whatever laptop you have will probably handle 1080p footage but when we first got the Xbox 360, Greg will remember this because I think you were around during the Xbox and PS3 days. Oh, yeah. We didn't have a means of capturing 1080. So Fran rented an Avid machine and Avid tech came and set it up. And it was like you're talking about like a $100,000 computer at the time, which now, again, super underpowered. You can do it with my freaking MacBook that's sitting in front of me. But like I'm like, OK, I have to figure out how to edit. Or I had first off, I had to figure out what HD meant because I was like, I don't know what this means. I don't know what standard definition is versus HD. That's how shitty my education was in my film studies department. Because again, we never had access to anything. We had like some handy cams 
And like, I think, I think we were on a media 100 machine, which you guys probably don't even know what that means. That's like, it was some <laughs> shitty, I, I mean, I not shitty. Sure. it was some other program that was a competitor to Avid, but was cheaper and ran on Macs. And peep, that's, there was like two of them in my entire facility. So, but like, at least you had context for what digital video acquisition could be. Cause for me, it was before really digital was for me. Like if you picked up a video camera, it was to film your child's baseball game that was this is pre-youtube i had no idea what online video was even going to be until i started with ign but thank god fran at least was like we need to be competitive we need to make sure we have awesome video we need to get away he saw sort of like where where the industry was going where i was fucking i had no vision for that ever yeah i mean that was the whole thing i remember what a, a bitch it was whenever we had to go get direct feed that's like oh. why they would send video people everywhere and you guys would have these gigantic fucking pelican cases that would take you 30 to 45 minutes to set up because they never worked correctly because you break we, out the fulsome i'm this is all well, i you know i was my job you, you break the out the fulsome, the fulsome to then to scale it to the right thing right. to put it into the right. whatever the other motherfucker is that was the, yeah, i'm, I'm there with a the goddamn psp with a video Bro. out and we're like oh no putting Tim, compo compo component composites into shit tim you've got the aja is the aja boxes that you locked out on those what he's talking about is we used to bring a pelican case that was this big and it would have th like three separate devices in it one was the fulsome scaler which i think people still use today because we had to use the fulsome i used the fulsome in the key pro yeah like, oh the key pro so that so the key pros are awesome because they worked better now you bring a shogun it has its own monitor also, yeah. and it just you just plug in an hdmi cord and you're ready to rock and roll great I mean, do you remember no dude no like you probably don't even know this like now elgato and stuff they have it's essentially just like a device like this, this big, big card yeah yeah. yeah and yeah HDMI, and you're just golden yeah and it just works we used just to go look at us old man talking we used you to know what I mean? for pc capture andy if you if oh, they, yeah. it, like charles on yet would go ah who wants to come with me <laughs> to a pc ah, capture game horrible charles impression God, i'm sorry that was terrible <laughs> uh no sorry i'm sorry charles if you're listening to this i love you but uh he would go hey who wants to come with us to like capture whatever pc we would, just, we would fucking ghost i'm like i am not doing that because it was inevitably was an hour of pulling your hair out to try to get the pc to communicate with the false and it never worked well, never so worked. uh it was like dvi when we all started uh, going out, it's kind of funny. We we got the Shoguns right as they were coming out, and mm -hmm. we brought them over, and we would shock devs, remember? Because, like, yeah. we had figured yeah. out a way to, to strip the HDCP so it would make it so something that shouldn't be shareable could be, or, you know, recordable, could be recordable. Yeah. And they'd always be like, what are you, how are you guys doing this? And it's like, yeah, we just happened to like, figure it out ask. by, yeah, just by <laughs> chance. And I remember Ubisoft was like, let us know because we, we're gonna do these setups here. And then the following time I went to him, every station had a shogun already set shogun. up. Yeah. 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 That was a cool advice. Kevin, you should get some little pile of that money, Kevin. You want me to invoice? No, Ubisoft I got paid. Yeah, right I got I got paid at that time. <laughs> well, what happened is we went and we stole a bunch of shit from Ubisoft. So we stole we got. Yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah. No, yeah I, yeah. I meant more like you hitting up Shogun and being like, "Hey, I've sold so many devices for y'all. Where's my kickback?" Yeah, get us some free, get us some back. free Inferno. Use promo code Kevin. Yeah, we own like promo code Kevin. Kevin that we haven't used in so long. That's crazy. Where we have these devices that, like, essentially because of the how Elgato and the Avermedia uh, have evolved their capture cards, we mm -hmm. 
I don't know that we'll ever actually need them again, you know? Ever again? I mean, we have OBS. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need it. We'll just capture yeah. straight to computers now. I mean, so yeah. Better. Also, yeah, you can bring a laptop, open it up, have the little thing just sitting on the side, and it's plugged in. And, yeah, them. now they have – now, Aver Media did that a little while ago. But, like, yeah, they have devices that record directly onto a, a micro USB. The quality is a lot higher in a Shogun, but – you're putting sure, it on YouTube. It's gonna get compressed regardless. It's gonna get exactly, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you. Oh my gosh. Know, I'm just like it, I'm. Yeah. I'm having the PTSD flashbacks yeah. of having to do a party mode with four different 120 God. gigabyte files. I'm sorry, Andy. And the Premiere is just wanting it. to shit the bed. It was awful. That was a lot. Awful. Yeah. Even that. I mean, that's. Yeah, it's funny to think of the, uh, those. Like when we would do party mode. I remember when we went and did Star Trek Bridge Crew, and it was the same thing of Kevin for like an hour and a half trying to set shit up because he just wouldn't cooperate. And like we're gonna look back want. on that. And, I mean, that was what five years. Andy was here, so that's three years, years ago. ago yeah so like we're gonna look back on that in two years and it'll be night and day speaking of night and day ladies and gentlemen this is the kind of funny podcast each and every week for sometimes five best friends gather on this table each coming to bullshit about whatever it is they want to bullshit about if you like that you can head to patreon.com slash kind of funny of course you can get the show there ad free you can write in to be part of this show you can get it with the exclusive post show we do twice a week and of course you could be watching live on patreon.com slash kind of funny just like uh jason is the Lou is Corey Scott is Madeline Stanley is who showed up an hour late and goes how have they still not done the intro <laughs> uh, if you don't have any bucks to toss our way though it's no big deal you can get each and every episode on youtube.com slash kind of funny roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe twice a week each and every week oftentimes with guests uh, obviously it is uh, well housekeeping as we transition to that housekeeping, it's E3 this week. As you see this on the, the public things, E3 kicks off on Saturday. Of course, it's already started. And you're already in the pre-E3 events, and there's a million things and streams going on, meaning that I'm by the time you see this, I'll be I'll probably already in L.A. No, I'll be getting ready to go to L.A. to go host E3. You can catch all of it uh, Saturday through mo- uh, Tuesday. Uh, reactions will be on twitch.tv slash games to all the major stuff. Of course, I'll be popping in. I will be hosting E3, then running from that set to a different uh, – desk to then react with the boys on discord for all of our stuff so a lot of exciting stuff happening twitch.tv slash kind of funny games youtube.com slash kind of funny games also meaning of course that uh schedules will be getting a, a bit weird in terms of different reactions where shows go what who's doing we're keeping it kind of loose for the kind of funny podcast and what that means and some of your other podcasts more on the back half when we get to the second half of e3 when we bleed into next week but giving you giving you your updates now and stuff like that Thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Donovan Harkness, Joshua Schroeder, Delaney Twinning, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Steve Powers, and Donovan Harkness again. Today, we're brought to you by MeUndies and Stamps.com. And man, we're late in the show, so let's hear from them right now. My Donovan favorite- with the double dip in, huh? If, yeah, Donovan's all about it. Thank man. you, Donovan. You all, uh, everybody, everybody watching this could learn a lot from Donovan and his support. They're kind of funny. <laughs> I'm just going to say it now. The ads definitely happened way earlier. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, already <laughs> happened. Oh, did they? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. We'll find a spot. We'll find a spot. Let me just one more thing about like the evolution of video and how like we oh, were Jesus there for it because like it's just most no it's just it's really fun like we went a really cool path that went from like children books to college to early <laughs> video <laughs> and it's just the last thing i want to say like it was so cool to be there for the first time when uh, it was uh tim and alfredo and we were like is it is it cool if we just do a let's play like right here in the middle of this the demo that you have set up 
yeah, this hotel room. And they're I like, was, I remember that. you guys can handle that. And it's like, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're just going to record them playing Guitar Hero and put it Guitar together. Guitar Hero Live. Our like, most successful Let's Play of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Hold and, on. I think it's more than that. Sorry, keep going. Um, it's more than it, our most successful? How could it be more than I, that? It can't. There's no way. <laughs> it's there is there is there is okay, okay it is our most successful video on kind of funny games period oh uh, wow. wow that makes more sense yeah you did I, that is like the, the perfect 1.5 million views and Why? that is literally the perfect example again i and not to, i'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back obviously but like uh, the ubisoft thing is 100 true of i remember going there with the showguns they're like what is this tell us all the information and then we came back like six months later for everything and every station had a showgun yeah. but this is the one where when we were really brand, was scrappy and brand new and we sent you guys to see this game. And I remember everybody's preview coverage going up and only using just what the videos they had provided. And we were the only people who had let's plays and it blew the fuck up for guitar hero live. <laughs> <laughs> the, the buttons are white and black this time, kids. God, uh, my favorite, you know, from the first half of the show there before that, my first, uh, my favorite comment, I tweeted already, but Predit Noir on the chat said, I like how they argued about a movie. None of them are going to watch for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch The Way Back. I it is on the. not watching that fucking piece of show. Joey watched it already. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The way I might back. watch it. I might watch she, it. Joey, Joey, when we were calling her out earlier, trying to get her to come answer for her sweatshirt crimes, gave no responses. And then when we started talking about way back, she was like, the way, way back's better. And the way, way back is a really fun movie that I enjoyed in the water park that I think you should all go watch as well. Yes. I love water parks. I know you do. I, Speaking I, of water parks. Oh, what do you got? Nothing. No. Speaking of water parks, Grant Burton writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny and says, what are some of the things you never want to experience again because the first time was so good. Tim, would you put water parks in that? Did you ever have such a good water park experience you'd never want to have it again? Well, in Bali, I did that crazy, you know, 90-degree drop uh, water slide, and you know, I would totally do all that again. So That's you know, a water weird park. question. Is it, I, is, it because, is Grant asking because it'll never be as good as the first time? Pretty much. God, because because for me it's like if something's good, you just keep on doing it. It's as see, good. Yeah, I'm with that. See, that was my. Yeah, I'm with Grant to an extent because I remember when I played The Last of Us for review and loved it so much, and I was like, oh yeah, it's coming to PlayStation Four pretty or yeah, uh, yeah, PlayStation Four pretty soon thereafter. Like, it was a year, I forget. And I remember starting it up, excited to play it again, and I stopped early on. I'm just like, you know what? I had such a great experience with this the first time, and the story, I don't want to do it again knowing where it's going. And like granted years and years and years later, obviously I did it getting ready for last of us part two, but I can see that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Cause for me, when I, I guess when it get when it comes to certain foods that I back off on, because I just have them too much and I love mac them so much. Um, definitely not mac and cheese, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's never a time where I'm like, God, that meal was so good. I never want to have that again because it's always as it's always good. And I love it. Um, there are really no experiences that I wouldn't want to re-experience if they were as you, if they were amazing. Do you ever burn out of foods though? Do you ever do something like you oh, had it yeah. so much? Yeah. Yeah, and I and I step I I just take a step back and I just evaluate myself, Greg. And sure. I'm just, you know, what where, where did this go wrong? You know. For me, I feel doing? like there are a couple things where I, I wouldn't want to do experience it again just because I wouldn't want to put the work in to get to that point again. Okay. You know. Like I wouldn't want to propose to Gia again. 
because I fucking knocked it out of the goddamn park. Yeah, sure. But I put a lot of work into that, you know, and it's like then the pressure of having it, I'd have to up it. And that's always the thing is the upping bit, because if once you do it once, it needs to be even better than last. And that's why Last of Us one and two, I feel like Last of Us two kind of answered the, the, the issue you were having, Greg. Where it's yeah. like replaying Last of Us One's never necessarily going to be as good, but two could be a whole new thing at some extra levels. But guess what? That's a lot of goddamn work, and it took a of lot course. of years to make of happen. Course. So yeah, I, I can I can see it with things like that, like any of the kind of funny live events. Of course, I want to keep doing kind of funny live events till the day I die because I love them. But it's like each one of them was a different experience. Yeah, where it's like it's I look back at KFL One and it's like I loved that. I would never want to put in that much work and effort for that feeling again. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm like, I'm trying to think. I'm kind of with Andy on this one. I'm like, I don't know if there's something that I like. But that's I mean, like a, definitely foods. Yeah, that's there like are, a different discussion when we're talking about putting in work to get something that was amazing. But it's like, but fuck, that was a lot of work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those things. That's what that's. Well, it's KF, that's KFA for me projects. and Nick. It's KFA. That's good to say. This kind of this kind of spirals into something, and this is a hypothetical that knock on wood will never happen. Don't worry about it. But I often think of like you know how like uh, do like, like uh, a Groundhog Day idea, or you know you do the thing where you somehow go back to being a kid and like you're growing up again. I feel like that falls into this category for me of never want to experience again. Not necessarily because it was so good. I mean, my life's great. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, more the fact that I think I would, first off, it'd be torture to be like a child and feel like you're an adult. But uh, beyond that even, right? Like, I'd be so afraid of changing choices that would then change the outcome. You know what I mean? Like, I would. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think about that where you see movies where people celebrate that or, they're, you know, they don't go back fully in time. But, like, the idea of what you would do in that situation and how you would play your life differently or something like that, I feel that's more of a horror movie than it is a fantasy to me. I have so many fucking. I'm, trying, I'm sorry. I was just so desk. focusing on what Andy was doing with this desk that it, I was like, "What am I?" Tired? I've been standing. I've been standing a lot. I've been standing a lot. Sit down, Poppy. Hold on. Did you say you have so many green teas yes. under your desk? Mike, Mike, Snowbike Mike. Mike wants us to do a KFAF green tea ranking. Yeah, show. ranking Arizona teas. We're gonna do um, it, but he shipped us a bunch of stuff. And I'm horrible. In I'm addition like, to know. the many other, I'm like Mike. I, all right, uh, you know this bedroom is just. But I just, I just love Andy. Like for someone that didn't have context of the stream that that came up on, <laughs> all it looked like was uh, so much green tea. Uh, so many here. green teas. Maybe they're not sure what's happening. Yeah, it's because like anytime I I sit back down and I'm like, oh, there's a the only spot for a giant box is underneath my desk and it's a box of green tea it's like a 24 pack or something so funny you gotta just you gotta hide that bad boy under the couch in the living room or something like that yeah at some point maybe next week i i don't i need to look at the schedule to figure out if it makes sense but i want to do a kind of funny podcast where the headline is Snowbike Mike, aka Mike Howard, and it's just the four of us. He's not welcome mm. on the show. Oh, you know what? Oh. It's just it's just the four of us talking about him. Because <laughs> okay. I feel like he I'm has gonna say so this. much to be talked yeah. about. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. I mean, listen, I have I could talk for probably 45 minutes straight on just the things I've learned about Snowbike Mike from the streams we do at night. That's what I'm saying. But like, I'm there's saying so this, much if gold. You want if you want gold. Mm-hmm. You have to do, we should absolutely do this. You have to do Snowbike Mike tells stories from the club. Because when he was, when he worked in clubs, like strip clubs, yeah. or like when he was DJ, 
he has gold stories from there. Did you know he has a friend named Pirate Pete? You do now. What does Pirate Pete do, Tim? All right. All right. Have to here's, here's what we're gonna do. Here's Pirate what Steve. we're gonna do. Steve. That's what it was. Uh, at some point in the in the coming weeks, I don't want to commit to it because it's E3 and lots changing and blah blah blah. Not I want to do a kind of funny podcast episode where at least a certain amount of minutes are just the four of us talking about Snowbike Mike. But then he can listen the whole time. He just can't have any input. But he, then he's he, then he can come in. Then he can give his side of things, okay. and then I need to hear all of the 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 clubs. The we had <laughs> we we all talked about. Don't you take your head at me, Miller? We all talked about our our old screen names and the origins of them on AOL, and what his was, was Stripper Boy ninety two. Yeah, it's great. Stripper Boy. Stripper he Boy. wasn't born in ninety two. All right, it was wasn't his Boy, first like, one though. It was Stripper Boy ninety or ninety. Okay, I, gosh, I don't even gosh. know if it was a date of birth. It may have just been a number. <laughs> Dude, I probably won't be able to do it. But the, he, I thought it was so funny when I was listening to the X Cast, and he was talking about his uh first screen name or whatever and how his friend's mom had to make it because she had a credit card and they were at his house or her at his house that i started calling him it and i totally forgot about it and i was typing a text to somebody else the other day and i put in the right combo and it fucking auto filled all caps whatever the fuck it was it wasn't stripper boy it was something ridiculous like that but it was <laughs> it made me laugh, made me laugh. i like this if you are watching right now patreon.com slash kind of funny with your comments on snowbike mike remember this will not be a q a about with snowbike mike this will be us talking about snowbike mike mm-hmm. so you need to write into patreon.com slash kind of funny with your thoughts I mean, on snowbike I, mike i have 10 minutes on fruit Loops alone on snowbike mike. Okay. <laughs> his diet is that of a six-year-old with a credit card it makes no sense i don't know how he's still standing he gets no nutritional value whatsoever out of the food that he eats well um, he does drink every time he orders chipotle he orders an apple juice to go with it so right there he's getting some apple juice. <laughs> okay i still laugh when i think Tim, about your camera your turned off gone. i don't know if they, yeah oh what the fuck yeah, I, I still laugh when probably. i think of him um dealing with his the oh, upcoming tonsillitis that he went through he was super excited about it and <sighs> He is streaming, not feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling bad right now. Not feeling too good, but I'm feeling energized, right? I feel still feel good, mm-hmm. feeling a little sick though. And then goes on a break midstream and then hops into the Discord with the rest of the Squid Squad and's like, "Hey, Wash, you gonna keep on streaming? Can I raid you?" And he's like, "Nah, I'm about to head off." He's like, "All right, I wanted to raid you, man. I feel like shit, dude. I don't want to stream anymore. I feel <laughs> awful." He immediately goes back on back on stream live. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I'm feeling great. Yeah, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling a little sick, but I feel great. <laughs> yeah, I, I love you know that was that was his reaction as well when he got that second shot. I was like, "How you feeling?" He's like, "I'm good." Stop man. it! I'm You're burning your podcast. We're burning the podcast. No. This isn't about Snowbike Craig. Mike now. That was your teaser. Right. All right, Craig. the apple juice. There's that was your shot. An Andy story was the chaser. An infinite. A lot of her dancing talk stories. next week. Okay. Don't worry about it. Next episode. We're it won't be next week. Next week's E3. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with my camera, but next week, next week's too crazy. But but. After E3, we will do this. Cool. Sorry. Start, start writing in now with your Snowbike Mike thoughts. Not questions for Snowbike Mike. Thoughts. They can Just be questions thoughts. about Snowbike Mike. We can try to answer those, but no research will be done on them. It'll Great just job. be something that could yeah. happen. It might happen. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Podcast each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table coming to bullshit about whatever it is they want to bullshit about. But no matter what, we will make a podcast that will change your life, just like Maria Menudo said. If you like that, you can head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you can be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the post-show we're about to do right now. 
The show isn't stopping. Uh, of course, you could be watching live like DJ Kento is, Mike L is, Demetrius Newell R. Uh, however, if you have no bucks tossed away, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe twice a week, often with a guest, but not right now while we all embrace each other getting ready for E3 and what will be a crazy week and a half or whatever. Uh, Tim's gone. I, he might. Tim, have you been bitten by a snake? I have not been bit by a snake. No I'm going to go pee real quick, but I want to give a shout out to Andy's face when you said Maria Menounos. <laughs> Andy, I mean, you missed a podcast, and that's what happened. You know what I mean? Um, Maria dropped some newbie information on us. Uh, I digress. We got a post show to do. So until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>